Welcome to Morph Mom, the podcast. Very excited to be here today with my sister-in-law, Patty, my co-host. Well, when I say here, she's actually sitting in the Bahamas right now <laughs> on a senior high school girl trip. So I'm happier to be here than you're happier. To, but you're happy in a Hoboken studio. That's a pretty happy <laughs> spot too. I love where I am right now. I can't say being near the beach would be terrible, but so far mm -hmm. so good. My view is pretty good. Now, what's really important today is the first day of summer. So uh, very appropriate as Patty is by a beach and all of us are now starting to think now that summer has begun, uh, bathing suit time, it's time to get out there and be outside all the time. But it's also, I think, the time where we sort of lose all structure. <laughs> Nobody knows what day it is, what time it is. Or exactly the healthiest <laughs> habits you know that what we've time been following all year. <laughs> exactly. Right. So Slight we are. Oh, go on, Patty. Like slightly disorienting time. <laughs> yes. Not wild. Maybe yours is wild abandoned, but yes, you get a little bit off kilter, off schedule. So, what better remedy or what better thing to talk about today than how you stay on track during the summer? How we get into that bathing suit and what sort of techniques, tips, tricks we can use to sort of refocus, stay healthy, stay well during the summer while enjoying ourselves at the same time. So we are thrilled exactly. to have Kristen Cofield here, the founder of Culinary Cure, not just a guest, but our friend as well, mm -hmm. and just super guru, super woman super, with superpowers about resilient wellness and sort of finding inner and outer strength to maintain body, soul, mental wellness. So Kristen, thank you yeah. so much for joining us today. Hi, Thank you, ladies. I am delighted to be here. And this is one of my favorite topics. I coach hundreds of women each year. And every time, you know, May slides into June, I start to hear this chorus of anxiety about, am I going to be able to, you know, keep all my practices that help me maintain my health and wellness over the summer, because during the summer, every night can feel like Saturday. And especially- And can I just say every morning, yeah. the following after can feel right. terrible. <laughs> yes. Right. So it, it it is a real thing. I, you know, I call it summer stress and there's a lot of things that play into it. Sometimes it's that people are going on vacations and, you know, vacation feels like, woo, let's just, you know, go for it. Sometimes somebody may have a second home and they might entertain a lot of family members who are coming and are on vacation, right? And you're still trying to work. Or sometimes just the schedule of having kids home from school, it changes everything. So all those schedules, all the framework or the scaffolding, if you will, of our wellness habits kind of gets taken apart. 100%. From the first and with phase. that, yeah, with that can come, you know, all kinds of things like you're you're drinking more alcohol than you might normally. Mm -hmm. You're eating different foods than you might normally eat. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're in a place where you can't get your workouts in. So these are real frustrations that moms face and women face everywhere. So I'm here. I'm so excited because I have some really great tips that anyone can use to like hack this summer stress that we all experience. And it's, it's much easier than most people think. And Kristen, can I add one more layer to that? So we've got the younger moms, but then we also have the women 50 and up 
who have an added issue with menopause and anything else. So the heat gets a lot hotter and the belly gets a bit bigger yeah. and all of that. Can you tie that in as well? Absolutely. The heat and also, for example, I am in my house in Maine and I have my 91-year-old father-in-law and my 90-year-old mother-in-law who require three square meals a day. And that's a whole nother kind of, of stress that, that adds. So if you're going through menopause, I do, let's just, should I just start with like one of my favorite all-time tips? Yes, please. <laughs> yes. Okay. So one of my favorite tips, and for anyone who follows me at Kristen Cofield on Instagram, I am well known for my lemon water rant. So I always encourage everyone, no matter what you're feeling, if you're struggling with crappy sleep, if you're struggling to make good food choices, if you're struggling with stress and anxiety, just getting hydrated can have a profound effect on your ability to slide through the day. So the best thing to do is start each day with a big glass of warm lemon water, warmer room temperature. And when I say big, in the summer, I'm coaching my clients to actually do about 20 ounces of water in the first hour of each day. Now, not drinking it all at once, just sipping it over the course of that hour. Now, if you're having hot flashes, if you're if that's where you are in your journey, instead of lemon water, try lime water. Lemon in Ayurvedic medicine is warming and lime is cooling. So, so just flipping the switch, you know, for some of these busy moms and having lime water and you can go ahead and, you know, sometimes I'll make pictures of it and just have it in my fridge. So, you know, I can just pour myself a, a glass whenever I want, but this is kind of like the first step towards maintaining your healthy habits when you get off schedule over the summer. You sent out an email Recently, you have a newsletter, right? That you send out weekly, right? I, and weekly, yeah. Yeah, and you, and I, and it was sort of on point of what we're talking about right now with like your, here comes the unraveling of your schedule. And and I I loved it. Could you, do you, you want to like just explain some of the things that were in, in there? Because I think you, right? Didn't you, you actually said the, the, I think you always say the water. We heard the water. We were at a conference with you and that was when I, I remembered to start, well, I always start with the water. First of all, it's free. Yes. <laughs> it's free. Anybody free. can do it. Yeah. Um, and, and like when we talk about like staying on our schedule, it's like the one thing you can consistently do. So you might not be able to control all the food that you're going to be presented with. You might not be able to control all the different personalities you're going to have to, to deal with and the picky eaters and what have you, but you can control your hydration. And so I consider that like ground zero, but, mm. um, we, I think it might, I think you might be referring to the better than gossip newsletter yeah. perhaps. Mm -hmm. And, um, I also just sent out, um, a, a newsletter from my website, theculinarycure.com, which was about uh -huh. lemons and all the things you can do with that lemon rind. Yes. Or oh, lemon right. Rind. That's actually right. That's a, that was the one that I was like, oh my God, this is great. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I love, first of all, I hate to waste anything, right? 
because anytime you're throwing something out that might have another use, you're like throwing money away. And any anytime you can kind of repurpose something like lemon rinds. So lemon rinds have something in them. It's called a terpene and it's called lemonine. And it's this special type of oil. It, it like It's what you smell. When you squeeze huh. a, a lemon rind and you see the little oil, it's an essential oil and it actually makes us feel good. It Lemon is a very positive, it's, I call it the Windex of, of yeah. the fruits because uh-huh. it's got so many uses, yeah. but don't throw out your lemon rind. And what the three tips I gave were, um, you can use your lemon rind to clean the little corners. If you have a glass shower where the gunk kind of like accumulates that, mm-hmm. that lemon rind can, can get that out. I am a chef. I create thousands of recipes and sometimes my fingernails get kind of smelly or gunked up from, from the, uh, the food if I haven't put on my gloves. So I can use, I can use the inside of the lemon rind to clean my fingernails. Um, and the other thing is you can put a lemon rind down to your garbage disposal and run a little cold water. And that's going to get rid of all the gunk in your garbage disposal, but it's also going to smell wonderful in your kitchen. So you're going to have a little happy moment of aromatherapy when your garbage disposal is running. So hey, wait, I have a question. The le- I loved all of those. And any time I'm a little bit funny about my foods, I always like, you know, get organic lemons, but I feel like somewhere along the line, someone told me to never use, like whenever like a recipe will call for lemon zest, I'm always like, because mm, I'm always worried that the outer, that there's so much toxicity on the out, like what are they sprayed with where, like, you know, like obviously, not obviously, well, for me, I pay attention to where the food is come from, coming from or whatever, but not everybody does and, you know, whatever. But um, do you have a special way to clean the outside of the lemon? Or is there well, I do clean, I do, um, I, do, yeah, I, I always like organic and I do soak them in the sink with a little, uh, just like a little bit of, I mean, bleach is not great for the environment, but I always have a bottle. So I yeah. just put a, like a tablespoon of bleach in the sink with the lemons and I just kind of let them have a little rinse huh. and I rinse them off. And um, next week's recipe, um, and this recipe will be on my website at theculinarycure.com, um, is gremolata, where you actually oh grate the rind of your lemon and you put some parsley and some garlic and Mm. some shallot and you make like a sprinkle that you can sprinkle over grilled fish or chicken or the lemon rind becomes almost like a spice that you put on top that's so interesting yeah well kathleen for you who doesn't actually cook you know you can actually like i know you're like wait what do you mean but certain recipes will call for you to like you'll 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 like grate the outside of, you know, so you get to like the pulpy part and that will go in a, a lot of recipes will call for that. But that's what I'm saying. When I'm cooking, I sometimes will just like squeeze the lemon instead because I'm so gun shy about, but now, well, now that now I know, know. Do how to clean my, exactly. Now that I know how to clean my lemons appropriately, but I would always avoid that. But yeah, it, either, it'll call for, for that a lot. And you get so much taste out of it. That sounds delicious. Yeah. So, the lemon Kristen, zest. I want to ask another question about lemon this with the rehydrating and the importance of this drink. So my son who is here right now and is 21 is producing our podcast. I'm very excited about this, but it's for these kids also, right? For any age with this, with the 
the lemon or the lime water for kids as well? Is that something you would encourage anybody to be doing? Well, let's just strip it down to its most basic form. So the NIH came out with a big report in January. Now, I've been telling people for a decade, you know, that we've got to get hydrated before we can address the other problems, before we can address the sleep or the stress or the weight. You know, we've got to get some of these basic things in place. And so the NIH came out with this report finally saying that women need 98 ounces of water a day mm. and men need 122. Oh, really? Now we do get some of that through the food we eat. So if you eat a largely plant-based diet, you're going to be getting more, more water in your diet. But for young people, this is really important because if you're an athlete or a student or you have your first big job, mm -hmm. from an executive functioning standpoint, hydration has the ability to improve your performance in all areas. If you are even a little bit now, think about this. Your body is about 70 to 80% water. Right. All of your major organs use water to function. Water is the one beverage humans are designed to use to hydrate, right? So soda, Gatorade, no. It's really water. You could have herbal tea. You could boost your water with the lemon or herbs. You could make like that spa water, you know, with a container in your fridge with mint yeah. and what have you. But for young people, understanding the power of hydration to make you a better athlete, a better student, improve your sleep, better executive function on all levels, perform better in your job, most people are walking around partially dehydrated and they don't even know it. If you're even a little bit dehydrated, it affects your ability to make decisions. That's mm. all kinds of decisions. Um, it, it affects your food choices. Yeah. It affects your sleep. It affects your energy. It affects your muscle pliability. So if you're an athlete and you're even a little dehydrated, your performance is going to go out the window. So are there any signs? Hydration. And I know like if you're, you know, you've yes, been ill right. and you really know you're dehydrated, but mm -hmm. these beginning signs of, let's say, okay, summer started, we've all possibly been having a few more beers than we should have been at night consistently or whatever it is. It's hot. We're doing <laughs> a lot more different things outside. Are there any indicators, early indicators that you need to be or to rehydrate yourself? Like is your skin hair, like are there any other? Well, I'm, I'm going to flip that. I'm going to flip that because- any indicators mean you're already dehydrated. So what I'm going to flip it to is, huh. you know, I would encourage people to go to the culinary cure and I've got um, a freebie, you know, that they can sign up for, which is five tips to help you lose five pounds and keep it off. And, and hydration is, is one of them. And um, we're going to circle back to that topic. Yeah, I know. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, yeah. hydration to lose that, five pounds? That's not a... I'm like, hold on. Sorry. Go ahead. We'll come Wait back. Wait a minute. Yeah. I need those tips now. Right. Exactly. No, 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 no. I want to be, I need to think more clearly. So we'll go with the, we'll, we can finish the water first. <laughs> stay on, we'll stay, no, no, stay on point. Right. So with the hydration, and this is where it's a little bit complicated for people, it takes two weeks to become properly hydrated. So I think the, the best information, really? two weeks of hitting that hundred 
you know, ounces a day. Yeah. And you should never drink all the water at one time. Let me just put this disclaimer out there. Nobody sure. should be drinking a hundred ounces of water. Right. Three like, that's a problem too, right? Like if you, if you drink too much water at once, you can get- Well, it's going to go through you because yeah. the real goal is to get the water absorbed into your cells so your huh. body and brain can use it. Wow. So it's- and 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 water is a little more complicated because most of the water that's coming out of our taps is processed. It's been through the municipal processing plant. It's been treated with chemicals to kill any dangerous pathogens, and it's inert. It's dead. It doesn't have any of the things that the water we as humans are really designed to drink would have. So I do recommend, and and student athletes probably know this better than anyone, I recommend boosting your water with electrolyte drops. Oh, I was just going to ask you that, what you thought about that. Or the powders, yeah. right, that you and can put in? And which you like? Well, I, I like a company called Trace Minerals. So, hmm. and like with everything, you know, I, I always want to make it as simple for people to understand as possible. You might end up, there are all kinds of electrolyte drops. There are chemically made ones in labs. There are flavored ones. Those are really processed. What you want to look for are electrolyte drops that are extracted from natural salts that were formed before pollution. Hmm. So the company I like is called Trace Minerals, okay. and they use salt from the Great Salt Lakes, the ancient salts. There's another company that has a product called Sol, S-O-L, and it's basically a giant piece of Himalayan sea salt, and you add water to this thing, and then you, you can add scoops of this salty water to, to your water. But I just, I just find when, and you can actually... Here's something great to know for your pets. You can put a squirt of these electrolyte drops in your pet's water, just a little squirt to help them hydrate better too. Huh. So electrolyte drops are going to take your, your filtered tap water and they're going to make it more um, bioavailable to your body. So now you're waking up you're starting each day with a nice big glass of lemon or lime water. You're throwing a squirt of electrolyte drops in there. You're drinking your water with a straw because the acid from the citrus, it goes in acidic, but it turns alkaline in our body. And, and so we want to protect our teeth from the acidity when we're drinking the lemon or lime water. Huh. But when it goes in our body, it turns alkaline. And when we raise the alkalinity in our body, we're dialing down the acidity, which and the acidity is linked to inflammation. Mm. So, can so I ask you, you're saying add the, I didn't mean to interrupt, add the electrolytes to the already citrus the, the water you've already added the lemon just, or the lime to. Just put a, and don't follow the directions. The directions say to add like a, you know, like a teaspoon and that makes the water undrinkable. What <laughs> I recommend people do is they get the electrolyte drops and they just put a squirt in their water all day long so that, that mm. you're just, you're just adding, adding that. And it's really sort of sub perceptible flavor, flavor wise. So this is going to do a couple of things. So 
if we're looking at the summer and now we've got the summer stress and we're worried about like being off our schedule and we're trying to like deal with everybody else's camp schedules and house guest schedules and we're cooking, we're actually probably cooking more, but we're cooking differently. It's a different kind of cooking. Um, I like to tell people the real magic for staying balanced and doing your best is getting up earlier than everybody else. How early? So it depends on when everybody in your household wakes up. Mm -hmm. But what I found is that if you can carve out that first hour of each day for yourself and get your lemon water, maybe you put on your shoes and go for a walk and listen to a podcast or something like that. But if you can take that first hour for yourself, Mm -hmm. you're going to show up better for everybody else. You will have started your day with some hydration and getting your your mind in a good place. And you can set your intention and think about how you're going, now you're getting a little exercise about how you're going to navigate the food. And so here's a tip for that work that I use all the time. Eat before you eat and drink before you drink. So, and you're like, what is that? Mean? Like, I know. I'm um, like, um, <laughs> wait, I get to eat more. <laughs> double yeah, down well, on this is a this is a powerful, powerful tool that people can use. So, if you're going to somebody else's house for dinner and you don't know what's going to be served, mm-hmm. I highly recommend getting ahead of things by maybe having a hard boiled egg or half an avocado. Uh, you don't want to do that thing where you're saving your calories. So I'm not going to have a big lunch because we're going out to dinner. And then what you do is you go out to dinner and you have two martinis, you eat the bread basket and you wake up the next day and you're like, I feel awful. So eat before you like, eat. Were you with, with me last night? <laughs> you? Are you doing shots oh with the kids? Exactly. Yeah. No, no, but exactly. <laughs> So, so Kristen, going back I, to that, can I ask you a question? And I, again, I didn't mean to interrupt, but sure. are you supposed to then eat something three times a day or are you supposed to spread it out and eat something smaller? Like, and again, it, with the summer, it's really tough to do that. Like, you know, nuts or five times a day, something smaller. You know, that's a very individual thing for people. And I have a lot of really exciting new programs that I'm working on with time-restricted eating to give people more tools for losing weight and and controlling um, how they look and feel, because that's really that's really the key to the kingdom, mm-hmm. is having the tools so you can go anywhere and navigate the food and alcohol situation. So when I say eat before you eat, however you eat, the most important meal of each day is your first meal, whatever time you have that. And that meal needs to contain fiber, fat, and protein. And it should be a fairly substantial meal because, you know, most of us are like shortchanging the early meals in the day and then we're calorie loading at the end of the day and we don't really need our calories then. So, you know, what happens to the calories we don't need, right? They get stored 
and um, and it can be they can become stubborn. So and fat is fat is a very aggressive cell. So fat cells, fat cells are smart, they're aggressive, and they have a real desire to hang on. So <laughs> they stick around. They really do. And it's a friend you don't want. (laughs) Well, it's a survival thing. It's really, your body is so brilliantly designed to keep you safe that, you know, this is why yo-yo dieters, people who've, you know, raise your hand if you've ever been on a diet and raise your (laughs) hand if you ever lost weight and then gained it all back. Right. And more and more. More and friends more. came. I had more fatty friends join me. Well, no, that's a real thing that t- uh, that um, calorie restriction, um, you know, eating weird combinations of food that that those kinds of eating plans are not sustainable. It's not a lifestyle. It's not fun. And even if you lose the weight, as soon as you stop eating that way, you're going to gain the weight back and then some because when we lose weight quickly, you know, my, all my programs are not just, my, my programs are about gaining wellness as a tool to lose weight or reduce stress or improve sleep. So what we want to think about is it's not just losing weight. The, the goal is, is to get to a healthy weight and stay there. And that's the biggest challenge for most women is like, okay, I lost the weight, but then I gained it back and then I gained some more. And now I don't have the motivation and I, you know, I don't like the way I look. And I just, I feel so sad when I'm trying to like put myself in a swimsuit. So let's get everybody hydrated because that's, that is the entry point to making better food choices, to having better sleep, to reducing your stress, because it's a, it can be stressful over summer. So eat before you eat and drink before you drink. Can Let me just explain that, because that's a great way to kind of wrap things up by giving people, besides just the hydration, some real tips for how they can navigate, you know, staying, trying to stay more closely aligned with the schedule that helps you look and feel your best. So you want to start each day with this hydration, this lemon or lime water. You've boosted it with electrolytes. You're going to try to sip eight to 10 ounces an hour throughout the day to kind of get to that about a hundred ounces. And um, before you go ever sip an alcoholic beverage, you better have hit your, your 98 ounces, right? So if you keep that in mind, that's kind of like a good way to be like, okay, I'm, you know, I know I want to have a margarita tonight. So I am going to, you know, get ahead and make sure I'm well hydrated. And then for every alcoholic beverage, honestly, you should have a non-alcoholic beverage, like a glass of water or a seltzer in between your alcoholic beverages. Okay. Because let me just be honest with you. I do drink alcohol, but there's not one single health benefit to alcohol, (laughs) nothing but bad news there. So let's enjoy it, but let's do it so that it, it doesn't like ruin our next day and throw all our inhibitions out the window so that we're eating and drinking. Like we're, you know, 18 and on a, on a beach week. Um, And then the other thing is eat before you eat. 
So if you're going to go out to someplace and you don't know what you're going to be getting, have a little mini meal with fiber, fat, and protein before you go out. So the big mistake people make is they save their calories. That's not how it works, people. We're not, calories are the most make-believe thing in the world. A calorie is simply a measure of energy. That's what a calorie is. So food in its most basic form is calorie, is, you know, a caloric measurement. It's a measurement of fuel. It doesn't tell you anything about the nutritional value of the food you're eating. So I tell people, we're not counting calories. We're counting nutrients because that's what food is. Food is the fuel our bodies run on. When we put the right fuel in our engine, we love the way we look and feel. So for most people, they've gotten, you know, they've gotten some some habits around how they eat and drink. And it's just not, it's not serving them, but they don't know how to break the cycle. So you break the cycle by working on the hydration. Before you go out, you have a nice little snack so you don't find yourself as a hungry eater. And you try to get to that hundred ounces of water before you consume an alcoholic beverage. And that right there is three really solid tips that anybody can use and they're free. Anybody can use them and you can go to the culinarycure.com. You can download the five tips. Um, I've got hundreds of recipes and blog posts that, that are really helpful. I can't begin to thank you for joining us today, but also just, I have to say the three tips that you just gave are very freeing going into summer right now. I think somehow you've taken a lot of the pressure off because we go in thinking, oh my, you know, am I going to do intermittent fasting? Am I going to do this diet? Am I going to do that? But what you just said made this very doable and also very hopeful that maybe we can get this together. And it's not this huge life-changing thing that we have to do, but ultimately if we do it, it will be life-changing. So thank you so much for this, Patty. Thank you for chiming in from the Bahamas. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh my God. Sorry. I accidentally muted myself. I was going to say, Kathleen, do you drink a lot of water? How much water do you drink? No, but I was about to show you guys that this is my third coffee this morning and I have not had any water. I'm a terrible, but but I've learned a lot. But do you feel like, do you think you're going to start to drink? Don't don't you think that that's doable? I do. I think it's very doable what you just said. Because I'm always scared, like Chris and I know, and we're going to wrap up soon, but I, I'm always scared to start the diet because it's just so intimidating. It's just too big of a, you know, it's not baby steps. It's always looking like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to achieve this? But what you just said is it, it yeah. really is a very understandable, conceivable way to begin. And I think and that's always mindset, the hard part. Right. Yeah. Cause it's like, you're, it's so much, that's what I love about what you do is that it's not it's it's easier than the overwhelming part that I think you Kathleen probably get more derailed and overwhelmed by not derailed but like overwhelmed right and I probably live a little bit I probably do a little bit more of like what you are suggesting Kristen in 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 a lot of ways but a lot of it is like when you just change what you how you think about it and it doesn't seem as big of like a, what you should do mm-hmm. and just like easy things that can just happen. Like what the, I love the eat before you eat and drink before you too. drink. 
right? And it's easy to remember. Yes, Um, right. You know, another great trick is if you're going to a restaurant, pull pull the menu up and kind of decide what you're going to eat beforehand so that you're not kind of caught in that spontaneous, oh, maybe I'll have that, you know, that fried veal chop with the pasta thing. You know, you, you could like make your decision. But now I'm hungry. <laughs> I know. I'm like, Ooh, but that sounds really good. Are we putting, are we putting the um, lemon uh, paste on that? Cause it sounds great. Good. We can put the gremolata. Like, that sounds really good though. And well, let's, Kristen, let, let me just say one more, one more thing, because I, I think this is really important. Diet has the word die in it. So I never liked to use it. Diets don't work. And the way most people, so Kathleen, the way you're eating right now is an artificially created way Mm -hmm. of nourishing your body. So if we want this engine, you know, if you think of your body as an engine, like your car, you know, if your car runs on unleaded fuel, you wouldn't put diesel fuel in your engine because it would ruin it. So- we are designed like at a cellular level, we are designed to function on a certain type of fuel. And, and what's happened is with ultra processed foods, with artificial ingredients, with all the chemicals that are put on our food when it's grown, our food has changed more in the past 60 years than all of human existence Mm. up until this point. And with that, is this explosion of lifestyle diseases that require a maintenance medication. So now you're eating food that is making you sick and overweight and and affecting major obesity affects brain function. It affects how smart people are. So the, this, eating of these foods that the body was never designed to eat. I'm sorry, just because chemicals are in food does not mean chemicals are food. So if there's a chemical in on a label, something you can't identify as food, don't eat it because the body stores those in the fat cells and it makes it harder for us to lose weight. It creates that low level inflammation. So eat real food. Think of your, of your body as an engine and take as good care of your body as you do of your car. And if the food wasn't around when your grandparents were kids, don't eat it today. Wow. Well, that is a very good way to end. I was just going to say the perfect ending to the perfect show. Yeah. It's a great ending. And it's like, uh, it ends with like dot, dot, dot to be continued because there's so much of what you just said in there that um, maybe you should go have her on an Instagram live, Kath. <laughs> just maybe. <laughs> and yeah. we're clearly going to have to have you back, Kristen, on this, on the podcast as well. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. That is so great. I can't wait to just take all that with me and go, I was going to say ch- chug water, but I'm not going to chug it. I'm going to drink it. <laughs> sip, baby, sip. In a nice tempered way all day long. Yes. Little sips all day long. Kristen, thank you so, so much for everything Thanks, that Kristen. you do for everybody, especially the Morph Mom community, because God knows we need you. 
Um, and yes, a little hint is um, I will be seeing you later on Instagram Live as well. I'm going to do an Instagram Live today, and that's really fun. And people can uh, follow me on Instagram at Kristen Cofield and visit me at theculinarycare.com. And I have hundreds of free resources on the website. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have, have a an, Now we know we can have an incredible summer. And you've taken a lot of the pressure off. We can go that's have right. fun in a very healthy way. Thanks again, guys. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.